0: This is Andrea Swenson, and I'm joined on the phone now from Denmark by Ida Nielsen, who performed in the new Power Generation and also Third Eye Girl with Prince, and she's got a new record coming out. Hey, Ida. Hey, Andrea. I'm so excited to talk to you about this album. You know, I was thinking about um, as you know your role in Third Eye Girl. And as a member of New Power Generation, um, I obviously know what those bands sound like, but I don't know what Ida sounds like, just out on her own. So it's really cool to get to know you in this way on this new record. Tell me about how long have you been working on this? How long did you want to put out another release under your own name?
1: Uh, I started working on it just around, like just before Christmas or, yeah, last year. But like some of the stuff are songs that, you know I wrote a long time ago I just felt like you know we were having a little break and I, I was time to uh, do a little bit of my own stuff and uh, Prince was being very supportive of it, of it as well so it was what I wanted to do and you know some of the stuff is old and sounds completely new and some of the stuff um, like the song called what is part of what will eventually be another album that I'll do under uh, a different name oh. uh, of uh, more digital stuff because I wrote it all in hotel rooms, so <laughs> there's not really uh, in- instruments on it. But uh, for now, this is a uh, like this is my funk stuff, and you know I love the funk, so yeah, <laughs> I wanted to release that first.
0: Nice. So I, um, I know I've heard a little bit of the story, but I want to know more about how you came to Minnesota, how Prince connected with you. You started in the new power generation. Tell me a little bit about that experience.
1: Yeah. Well, um, I got a call one day from a woman who said she was Prince's manager. And uh, he uh, saw my, my space and he wanted to invite me to Minnesota for a jam. And I totally thought he was joking. <laughs> like I thought it was some of my friends doing a joke on me because, you know, it was, he was always who I really wanted to play with the most, you know. So, um, But then finally, uh, she said, OK, I'll call you. Uh, I'll call you back. Which she didn't, so I was like, "Oh, <laughs> it was a joke." But uh, but then, like two week, two weeks later, she did call back, and I got invited uh, for the for the jam. And you know, I had no idea what to expect because you know that was all I was told. And right, right before I got uh, a few songs to learn, and I did, and I came, and it was you know it was a very cool experience. I had no idea that you know, <laughs> what would happen after. <laughs> I met uh, I met John Blackwell and and Prince and and he was being super sweet and asking me stuff about my bass because he could totally tell I was nervous so he oh. was trying to make me talk about like down to earth stuff which was it was really cool yeah wow
0: so were you jamming with the whole New Power Generation at that point no it was just it
1: was just Prince and John and me oh okay. Uh, in the studio, and uh, and we jammed for about 20 minutes, and he was like, yeah, we're going on a tour. Wow. <laughs> and then, but uh, I didn't know, because then, you know, a lot of stuff happened in between before it actually did happen, but uh, I was there for three days, and he gave me um, a CD to learn and told, told him to, or told me to call him when, when I learned it. Yeah, so I went back to... To Denmark and learned it as, as fast as I could. Wow. And uh, yeah, we did some more jamming and there was like some fall shows lined up. This was in 2010. Okay. So, and then, you know, that's when the whole thing started. Then we went on a tour for a long time with the MPG.
0: Wow. Do you remember what your first gig was with him?
1: Yeah, it was in Norway in a town called Bowen. Uh, yeah, because it was very, you know, of of course it was the first gig. I could not, I could not believe it. Because to go to the stage, we had to go behind. We had to go alongside the audience. They couldn't see us because there was these uh, walls. But you know, we could kind of see them and totally hear them. So to walk along that path and just hear the screams of the audience, mm-hmm. and that was just I can't believe it. I can't believe it. I can't believe it. Uh, so. That was such an amazing experience. Everything was. Every time it was an amazing experience. But of course, the first one stands out to me. And also because like on that first tour, the third and the fourth show we did was in Denmark, where I'm from. So uh, uh, that uh, (laughs) that was also kind of like everything was just very big. Wow. Immediately. Yeah.
0: So did you have people come out to the shows that you knew, your friends or family?
1: Oh yeah. Everybody came.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That's amazing. So to be contacted kind of out of the blue like that, and then to suddenly be touring, I mean, you must've just had to kind of put all of your cards on the table, you know, and say like, I'm going to do this now. What was it like to just kind of leave your life behind and join the Prince world?
1: Well, it, you know, it was, this was like, that was my biggest wish uh, to, (laughs) to play with Prince, uh, Ever. So it's, it's like, I would, you know, gladly leave <laughs> anything behind. I totally put my uh, life aside for that. You know, Yeah. it was a, it was a, such an amazing opportunity and I was, you know, I was just, Yeah. I couldn't believe it, really.
0: <laughs> so you started touring, and then eventually you ended up um, kind of living in Minnesota, I know, by the time Third yeah. Eye Girl was happening. What was that experience like for you to, to to get an introduction to the Twin Cities?
1: Well, that was, you know, that was awesome. Because, you know, in the beginning, we were uh, technically, uh, well, we were living, because we were living at the local hotel for <laughs> A couple of years wow <laughs> years before. yeah so you know it was cool and it was uh like more cool when i kind of officially <laughs> uh was living there because uh, staying in the hotel is uh, uh can be a little bit uh, kind of miss some stuff <laughs> but uh i mean to play with the person you wanted to play with the most in the world and to uh be able to you know to live like Five minutes from work, and uh, to to hang around, and you know we're we're really good friends, uh, all of us in Turagel. So like we had like we had some very beautiful times, and then it was very exotic for me too, because you know I never tried to live in a different country than Denmark. So mm. it was uh, yeah, romantic and exotic in, in the same uh, at the same time as it was a dream come true. So yeah. Wow, it's you know I feel like you know I was there so much I feel a little bit like uh, it's uh, it's also a bit little bit my country.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I always think that it's so odd that Chanhassen is not a very exciting seeming place. You know, it's in the suburbs. There's a lot of strip malls, and then all of a sudden you come upon Paisley Park. I'm curious to know what was it like to be living in Chanhassen, I mean, would you, like, would people come up to you at the store and know that you were in Prince's Band, or how did that work?
1: Yeah, I I think some people would, for sure, and some people would say something, and, but not, you know, not everybody, but, uh, you know, it's such a small uh, uh, town, so most people, I think, knew. Yeah. But, uh, you know, people are very uh, respectful, I think. Yeah. So, um, you know, it was, it was very cool and it was like a very good vibe there and you know to just like we would uh, like there's a lot of very beautiful nature there that yeah. you don't see when you first got like it took me a while before I actually discovered all those lakes and all the little forests and the, those bike paths and walk paths it's quite amazing mm. um, yeah one thing that
0: I really enjoyed about being around Prince and talking to him was that he knows so much about music and about um, funk music, especially, but all kinds of music. I'm wondering, you know, as you were getting to know him and start to develop um, not just your role in NPG, but in Third Eye Girl, would you guys talk about kind of your favorite music and nerd out together in that way?
1: Yeah, for sure. I mean, uh, like, I feel like there was a lot of uh, exchange. Of uh, what what we all like, which yeah. kind of music, and plus we would we would jam so much, all kinds of stuff. So, yeah, yeah, for sure.
0: Did you have a hand in kind of developing that Third Eye Girl sound?
1: No, uh, I had no idea he was about to make a band. <laughs> okay, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I didn't know. Yeah, he would. No, it would. Uh, it was very. I mean, we each got to set, like, put a little, you know of ourselves in it but you know it was him he wrote the music and i think he wrote the music to fit us a lot right uh, as a group how? because you know before we uh recorded uh, we we really played a lot and kind of developed that sound so right. and then he started uh he started to writing music uh, to write music for us so it was very much it was all prints <laughs> with you know of course then when we record you play the way you play and he would Uh, give us the freedom to put our own little thing on it and and sometimes it had to be uh, just like he wrote it so right you know but definitely it was it was print you know because he's so like he can write any style of music you know (laughs) he can write you can go to write write the funkiest track ever to go write like a rock and roll hit like it was
0: yeah that's one thing that I've always been amazed at about him is that he has this ability to bring people together and to bring out their talents Mm -hmm. and to kind of arrange you in a way that you didn't know that you needed to be arranged. (laughs) Um, Uh but I'm curious to know what was that process like, um, you know, to, to be able to work so closely with him and to, um, I guess the question would be, what did you learn about your own strengths and musicality from that experience?
1: Mm, I think I learned that uh, I think, it, you know, in general that anything is possible if you, you know, put your mind to it, like you can <laughs> like you would always push us all like to to be better all the time. Like, for instance, uh, like the thing about we had to learn all these different songs, like when I first got uh, in the band. I had to learn, like, so many songs in a very short amount of time. Yeah. And after that first process, I was really amazed at how fast I could learn a new song and remember it. Like, it's like the brain just expands, you know? Mm. But, I mean, I I think the major thing he would do is, like, he would just uh, push us, like, keep, because, like, there's no limit, you know? Right. If you you know you push, then the limit is pushed too, you know what I mean?: Right.
0: So I'm looking at your new record and the titles of these songs, and it reminds me a lot about how things would be written with Third Eye Girl, um, the All caps and uh-huh. everything kind of running together. Did you uh, yeah. did you have a, a hand in in that kind of role of Third Eye Girl of making the the song titles and how the album was going to look? No.
1: It was all prints. I'm I'm just copying now.
0: Oh <laughs> <laughs> it's an homage.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Well tell me about the title, Turn It Up. Where does that come from?
1: Turn well it's it's one of the it's one of the songs. Or it's not really a song, it's like an interlude on the album. And I just thought it was so funky that <laughs> I wanted to. Call, I thought this sounds funky. I want to call my alphabet. It's, it's not deeper than that. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> That's
0: all right. Um, it reminds me of being at Paisley Park, um, you know, with Prince in the studio, and he was playing music, and it was so loud. <laughs> he listened. He listened to stuff so loud. Um, so it just made yeah. me think about just that experience of like. I don't know. <laughs> would anyone ever tell Prince to turn something down? I don't know.
1: No, I don't think so. <laughs>
0: um, one thing that really amazed me, I guess because I'm in Minnesota, I was really experiencing Prince as a Chanhassen <laughs> citizen and um, someone that was putting on all these parties at Paisley Park that after his passing, the response globally has just been so tremendous. And it really reminded me, yeah. you know, how important he was to so many people and obviously you you have a totally different perspective but I'm curious if it changed um, your thinking about how, you know what this experience meant for you and kind of his importance to people around the world.
1: Well I, I can definitely tell I knew you know I knew all the time that he had fans and that fans loved him but I'm very very moved to see the love you know from all the fans like it's really it's pure and it's you know he meant so much and you know i knew he did but i'm realizing now how important he was to uh to so many people yeah uh and and his music and just what it meant and i think that is very beautiful to discover because i didn't i mean i realized he had fans but like to really you know, see now how, how much love there is for him is, that's just beautiful. And I'm happy about that because I feel like, um, you know, that's going to help make his music stay with us. You know what I mean? Right. Uh, all the people that just uh, loved it and how, how much the music had meant to people and uh, like their generations of people. And, and for me now, I mean, obviously, I was, uh, you know, it it hit hard. But now I'm at a point. I'm I just feel super grateful, you know, to have had the time with him and you know, be near him and and being able to work with him. I'm I'm, you know, thankful and and, you know, I, I just you know I want to take that with me. All the stuff I learned and. You know, see if I can keep on keep up the good work. You know, uh, or try to. Yeah, I mean, I'm very moved. Like, because you know, I'm I'm being contacted also uh, by a lot of fans now. I'm I'm doing my own album, and you know, the love is just there, and it's I'm um, you know. Yeah,
0: that's been it's, amazing. It's
1: almost yeah, it's really amazing, and it's very beautiful, and and it's it's been beautiful to see.
0: Hashtag Prince Army. Yeah, I love that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, you said something earlier that really resonated with me because I, you know, I had a totally different experience um, as someone that was just writing about Prince and kind of interacting with him in this other way. But I also felt that it, he made me want to be better um, at my writing and at anything that I was working on that had anything to do with him. Um, and I wonder if you can tell me a little bit more about kind of your own journey and your own quest for excellence (laughs) in response to working with someone like Prince.
1: Yeah. I mean, the the thing is, you know, he was amazing at everything, (laughs) you know, he could play everything. And and he also, um, I would want to, uh, of course try as the best I could to live up to his expectations because, you know, he was also expecting, expecting a lot of himself and therefore also from other people, you know, it was just, I would want to live up to that and, you know, try to improve always. I feel like, well, you can improve, you can improve in so many ways, like in your whole life, but, you know, just, uh, I guess what I mean is to not just uh, stop improving, you know, to be kind of a life student.
0: Yeah, that's a really good way to put it because he really was never content to rest. It was always what's next? what else can I learn? What else can I bring in um and there is yeah, yeah. kind constantly of
1: constantly renewing himself and you know being excellent at everything right <laughs> all the you know, <laughs> but
0: there was a real yeah, a sense of curiosity um at the yeah. core of it, I think of what else what haven't I touched yet? what could I do next um that's mm-hmm. been really inspiring to me as I think about you know. What, what I learned <laughs> watching him and, mm-hmm. and studying him yeah. in this way. Well, thank you so much for talking to me about this. And we're going to be playing your album on the local show. So I'm really excited to, um, I, I consider you a local artist because you did live in Chanhassen.
1: Absolutely. I consider myself a local artist too.
0: I think you're part <laughs> of the just, family. <laughs> uh, I,
1: I'm dual, dual local. Yes, dual <laughs> citizenship. Yeah. Denmark and Chanhassen. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs)
0: Yeah. Um, But yeah, definitely uh, check out Ida's record. It's coming out on August 24th. We're going to be playing it on the show as well. And Ida, thank you so much for talking to me today.
1: Oh, thank you for having me.